0: That's what our podcast tries to do in a general way is we've identified these pillars of support. It's that caregiving piece, there's technology to navigate through, there's insurance, and there's family dynamics. So how do we take that comprehensive piece of what aging looks like for families and bring information to people?
1: Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for next a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. Today's guest is a resource and expert with something we all will have to deal with in life, aging parents and loved ones, and how can we best care for them? Nicole Will, founder of Will Gather Podcasts and Planner is dedicated to enhancing the well being of our aging community by equipping older adults, their family members, and elder care professionals with valuable
0: information and resources.
1: Welcome, Nicole. I'm so glad that you're here.
0: Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. I think, gosh, it's something it's so needed to talk about, and I'm really, really thankful for the opportunity to do that. So thank you. I'm so glad that that
1: our our paths cross because um, my contemporaries, myself, um, my my friends, my close friends, we've all been through this or are going through it. And we honestly don't have a playbook on this. We don't have resources. I mean, I was really grappling with what to do. So, of course, I've got a million questions for you. But I want to first have you introduce what it is, you, how you got started, and a little bit about you. And then we'll dive into, I'm the most curious person you'll ever meet But I'll ask the questions after you have a chance to talk about what it is, Um, how you got here today.
0: Good. Yes. Thank you. I, you know, grew up with my grandma. She moved into my family's home when I was younger. And so her and I had the most special relationship. We would watch the Today Show together. She came to our sporting events. It was just this wonderful relationship that we had and that progressed Through growing up high school, college, my grandma ended up, her health declined, and I was a director at a nursing home at the time, Mm -hmm. and she came to live in the senior living community where I worked. So I really had a chance to continue not only our relationship, but as a family member, watching that health journey and being a part of it and having her live out her legacy um, that special relationship with my grandma is what led me to study gerontology. And I ended up getting my degree in that and really had a heart for older adults. It is my passion. I worked as a director in a senior living community for many years and thought, I, this is my dream job. I'm never leaving. <laughs> I'm here forever. And life has a funny way of working out. I had two children and so like a lot of your listeners, we have to look at our life and adjust based on what our circumstances are and I really wanted to be home with them. Mm -hmm. So it was looking at how do I shift what I love so much in the community that I want to be a part of and do that in a way while I'm raising my little kids and had a dream of creating resources that connected Um, at the time, senior living communities and life enrichment directors with all of their quality of life vendors. Mm -hmm. And that resource was available to them. And with COVID, we've had to pivot. But through that experience, I had a chance to meet so many different people and businesses and resources that provided such life enriching information that I really wanted to start sharing that more with families, and caregivers, because we are really on the front lines of having to (laughs) figure that out every day. And also with my education and continuing my education every year with my certification, we get to hear speakers and new ideas and innovations and what's happening in the field of aging. And our family members don't have access to that. It really born the idea of let's create a space. We do that with our podcast that can share information in a really approachable way, in a helpful way. We can come alongside people. We can give hope. We can encourage. We can connect those professionals and experts because they know what they do so well and can share that with our caregivers and older adults who a lot of times feel really overwhelmed. They need that community. They need that support. And a lot of times they have questions and they want information, but they don't always know where to go. So in a little bit of a way, not in a little bit of a way, I should rephrase that. (laughs) Our podcast does that. We highlight experts and professionals and things that are happening in our older adult Care services and connect that information with families and caregivers. So that is that was a long story, but no, no, <laughs> how it we was, got to really, where we are. <laughs> no,
1: I, I love how you 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 kind of really completed that circle, and I love that you got to be with your grandma, even in yeah. when she was in care, because I adored my grandma. Mm-hmm. She is. She was like my my role model for, Mm -hmm. for life. She just Mm -hmm. always was so amazing. And just, I always say she shone like a diamond, but she was tough as iron.
0: Yeah. Oh, mine too. She was was wonderful.
1: And so she was a great, um, you know, just role model in my life, but I didn't get to be with her when she was in care. And um, that was something that my mom was dealing with. And -hmm. and it was hard on my mom Mm -hmm. because I knew my mom was feeling the stress. So there's a lot here. There's different sort of fingers, the yes. fingers of the family member that in my mom was one of three. So the yeah. didn't live in the state
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it kind of fell on her. Like they helped financially if there was any financial needs, but they were just pretty much letting my mom handle it all. Now my mom wasn't a victim. She could have probably worked something out where she's like, look, well, you got to pay to help. of the time to have a woman going and checking Mm -hmm. in her laundry, you know, she would do my grandma's laundry and everything because in the home it wasn't as good or, you know, she was trying to be there a lot for her. Mm -hmm. But um, for me, with my mother, a lot of it fell on me. There's four of us and a lot of it fell on me. So let's talk about that. Do you get people talking about that on your podcast? Have you run across that? What do, you, what do you glean from all of this knowledge? And you're in that conversation and I'm yeah, not. So.
0: Right. Well, it's twofold in the sense of in my career working in a senior living community, a lot of times we would typically only re- interact with one primary caregiver. Mm-hmm. There would be one child that would typically visit most often, Mm -hmm. provide for those different um, toiletry cares and updating our nurses and things like that and just overall managing. So I I witnessed it in that regard. And I've also seen it now um, on the other side of that, working and talking with different professionals and the different caregiver groups that I'm in, that that is a big concern and frustration of a lot of caregivers is that there typically only is one primary caregiver. There might be, like for you, how many children in the family, but there's really only one person that has taken on all of that responsibility and all of that oversight, which can be very overwhelming. And a lot of times in our different caregiver groups that we talk about is there is a frustration. I think that one primary caregiver feels a little overwhelmed, but also doesn't know how to say, I'm having a hard time with all of this. Can you help me? It, it can be a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of family dynamics that families can have. Right. We just recorded a podcast a couple weeks ago, that was released with a woman who helps caregivers in their journey, typically with people that have a thinking processes um, challenge, so cognition challenges dementia and one of the things we talked about was showing up with curiosity in those relationships with those family members because yeah. there could be things that are happening that we 're not necessarily aware of is. One caregiver um, that's the primary caregiver really likes to have that control and oversight and, and has the best right. intentions and, and other people just don't really have the opportunity to step in. Or the, the siblings that aren't stepping in, is it because watching their loved one age and go through some really hard challenges is hard for them emotionally, And so for them, they're dealing with it in a way of not being engaged because it's too difficult. They love their parent, but this is too hard for them to walk through. Or could it be at the end of life process, right? That hospice component can, for some people... Dealing with death or even talking about it is really, really hard. And so it's showing up with curiosity in those relationships and asking questions. And I would encourage your listeners to check that episode out. That's a really good one that kind of speaks to that dynamic between different family caregivers. Do you remember what the episode was called? It is called Compassionate Communication and Staying Curious with Kathy Braxton. That is the episode title. It's a really great one for families that have different dynamics. Yes,
1: and all families have different dynamics, I have found. <laughs> yes, I know we all we all do really. Well, for, um on the other side of this, I think it would be um, to listen to that is really good. But also, um, people don't know how to ask for help, like you're saying. And oftentimes, like I have, I have a, a sister and two brothers. And my friend who went through this, it was just her and she had two brothers. It seems like the brothers, God bless mm-hmm. them. They don't show up as much. They just don't. And it's messy. Right. It's this, when they're, when they're really declining, it gets messy. And I think mm-hmm. especially with moms and dad too, but moms, my brothers, I mean, they were there for my father, but it was really hard for them for our mom. Mm-hmm. And I just think that you what you're saying is true. So that is something that you have to have some compassion for them but at the same time compassion for yourself. So I think at that point you have to say this is what I can handle. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to let you handle. Yeah. And um really standing strong to take care of yourself. What do you think?
0: I agree. I think that there's a component of knowing what your boundaries are mm-hmm. and also investing in How do we care for ourselves as a caregiver? And there's a lot to that. And for people, it can look different, but really focus on having empathy for yourself. And I love, you know, Brene Brown (laughs) and Glenn. Who doesn't? I know perspective (laughs) on this. They're so good. But it's honoring our own struggles while giving ourselves the permission. That we can have empathy and we can start healing. And especially right now with COVID, we are all experiencing this collective grief right now. And so we really have to resist to not be so hard on ourselves that we're not doing enough, we need to be doing more. We yeah. all need to be kind to where we're at and be tender, and just know that you are doing the best that you can. You are showing up in the ways that you can. I think another thing is finding a support group in your can be helpful. Yeah. Um, if there if there isn't one in your local area, there's many online, Facebook if you are on social media, has different caregiver support groups. And being a part of that, it really is a place where you can just share an event and it's not personal. No one's judging you. You can say you're having a really hard day. You can spread, you know, the encouragement around. Uh, there's a lot of interacting that can go a long way. And just a form of getting things off of our shoulders to somebody else is a really great form of self-care. Yes. I believe we all need to have the place to do that. And then really just if we don't take care of ourselves first, we have a really hard time taking care of other people. It's absolutely analogy of, and we've heard it before. If you don't put the oxygen, you know, you have to put that oxygen mask on first before you can, you know, do it for other people and really being able to make sure that you can be healthy enough to emotionally and physically care for other people. Yes. And so that comes in a lot of different ways, whether it's, taking time to do what we love, focusing on our wellness, on our nutrition, on our health, things that give us that joy and that life. And one thing I really recommend is when you are in that caregiving journey and you are caring for a loved one, bring your best friend with you. Bring someone that you enjoy being with to just come alongside you they love you and they want to support you we just have to ask the question and a lot of times it makes it you know more exciting or more doable because we've got some support And in some ways, it helps to share the experience because the people in your life that love you and care about you Mm -hmm. want to know how to support you. And if they don't have a really good glimpse and idea of what's happening on your day-to-day, it's hard for them to do that. And so when they can be a part of that a little bit, that can be really, really helpful. And for the people that, you know, maybe aren't in that caregiver role, but they know someone that is, my encouragement would be let them know that they're not alone, that you're thinking about them, offer to help them out, assist them in different things, whether it's just dropping off a meal. I think sometimes we want to ask, how can I help you? And for people that are already overwhelmed, we don't know how to respond. And sometimes it's really uncomfortable to Take the help. I'm one of those people. I'm like, I'm good. Every, every we all, everybody. Oh, I think women right. say that in
1: general. Totally. I yes. think because we have so many plates in the air that we figure, oh, it's right. going to be more time to explain myself than just right. do.
0: Right. Yes. But, you know, drop the meal off un- unannounced or don't even mm. let them know you're doing it or, you know, take them for a walk. Be mindful of what they like and enjoy offer to hang out with their loved ones so that they can have time to go for a walk with their spouse or go out to dinner, or see a movie yeah. after COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can get out a little bit more. So yeah, a lot to consider, but it's a good place to start when thinking about that caregiver.
1: Um, I have to say from my experience, I was put right into this from having to, to really um, downsize and clean out um, a home mm-hmm. to placing my mother to, cause this was happening quickly. She was declining. She had had dementia and she was declining quicker than I knew. And so I don't want to give you the whole story, but there was that it was cleaning out the home, getting that all set up, handling all of the documents mm-hmm. and the, all that that's huge. And the doctors, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. there's the, um, just you need advisement. And, yeah. and I had wished that I had, someone I could reach out to, to kind of just work with that could get me through that process, that Mm -hmm. and also Mm -hmm. someone that when I couldn't be there to stop in and check on my mom in the care place or drop off laundry or what have you um, to help out. So there's sort of, I guess, opportunities, me being an entrepreneur and always looking for opportunities. There's some great opportunities in this area where women who are just have a heart for, for Mm -hmm. older people, the seniors and what they're going through and the person going through it. Because for instance, my brothers couldn't be there, but Mm -hmm. they certainly would be open to paying for someone that could help me out. That kind of thing. So, um, but there wasn't anybody. So yeah, (laughs) something that is needed, right? Are you seeing that um, or am I making
0: that up? Yes. No, you're correct. Families have a need what has been really exciting to see is that there are companies and people that are making movement towards creating resources that can offer a little bit of support. So while we're not fully there yet where I feel like, oh, everyone feels fully supported, I can reference a few. And there's a great company called Papa. They're an app. I just heard about that this yes, morning. Oh yes. <laughs> So, so awesome. And they just went national. Mm-hmm. And so that is a chance for families and older adults to, it's that grand, grandparent on demand, grandchild on demand, where you can sign up on the app, request the companion care that you need, whether it's helping with different tasks, transportation. Yeah. That is a great way to help also support the caregiver and the older adult. They can feel really independent too because they can call, make a phone call if they're not comfortable using a smartphone and get signed up and set up with more of that support. Right. There's also another great app that I've just heard about called iAlly and what that is is that is what every family dreams of is connecting the family, and let's say one user can put on there, hey, here's what I need help with mom or dad with this week, and different family members in this care you know, community that you've identified can go, oh, I can help with that task, or oh, I can help with that. I love that. Yes. And so you don't have to, let's say, try to text and coordinate or figure out who's going to fill in all these holes, but it's a one central place that you can really get help with what you, with what you need. How do you spell that? I, Allie. I, period, A-L-L-Y. Oh, that's great. And I'm just going to verify that that's the exact same way that it's spelled in the app store. Yes. So it is I-A-L-L-Y. And I'm not sure if that's how it shows up on the app store, but they can definitely find, find it on the apps. Um, yeah. Find it um, more information on that.
1: That's wonderful. those yeah. are two really great things. There's another thing that I wish I had had, and that was someone that I could call that could mm-hmm. advise me mm-hmm. on, yes. on okay, Elizabeth in your area, um, I can connect you to these many people that can mm-hmm. help you pack up, break mm-hmm. down, um, and you divide all this stuff for for donation, for right. for family, for and so that, and then there's the next part where it's like, where do I put my mom? Um, yes. I had, you know and um you get people doctors and everyone have people that are placement
0: people Mm -hmm,
1: but um mm -hmm. and they are wonderful they are wonderful and they know the community because I put my mom in a smaller in a home that was Mm -hmm. outfitted it was a house that was perfect because it had a a slider for each room on the outside of the house so we could go see her during COVID and I could see her and Mm -hmm, not you know what I mean because yeah Mm -hmm. so the thing is is that um I wanted her in a smaller community because of the dementia and everything. And she was so happy there. But yeah. um, the thing is, is that they know the community so they can really right. advise. But they, but then again, they are, and this is not bad, everyone has to earn their money, but they are getting mm-hmm. a commission. So you kind of feel like, I wonder if this is money driven <laughs> or if I'm really getting. But the other thing is, is I just would want, wanted someone that I could reach out to like a coach mm-hmm. and help me get through all of the hard stuff and say, mm-hmm. Oh, I know just like what you're saying. You're an expert at this. Like, Oh, you need to go on this app. Or oh, you need to do that. Or, right. There's three resources yeah, for you. Yeah. Just that, you have something. And I think probably right. your podcast gives a lot of that
0: as well. Right. Right. It does. And I would encourage people are more than welcome to contact us and email me. The beauty is being a part of all these different communities and connected to these different professionals, I generally know where to direct people for them to get the help and resources that they need. While also it not, I'm not financially incentivized. So it gives them a peace of mind that I will do my best in being able to, to, to direct them or at least I will find the answers out. Um, when you're in the industry, you kind of know where to look a little bit and where to dig. There are also some really great people that I've been connected with that do specialize in helping coach people walk that aging journey with their parents. So another super great resource, and I'm happy to share um, that information with your listeners, because I know it is a big, overwhelming, daunting task when you feel like, okay, I've got to coordinate moving or legal or where to move my loved one. (laughs) Right. All these questions. And that's what our podcast tries to do in a general way is we've identified these pillars of support. It's that caregiving piece. There's technology to navigate through. There's insurance and there's family dynamics. So how do we take that in comprehensive, piece of what aging looks like for families and bring information to people. So it is huge. You just
1: put it all together there. It's like, there's five, Five things going on. I'm. You need someone logistically handling all the break down the house, get rid, and then you need to. I I became a forensic accountant. My mom had (laughs) everything, but I had to get through all of that and handle all of that. And then there's the legal part, and then there's the family. But I have to say that the doctors, the gerontology doctors, Mm -hmm. the team of people, the Mm caseworkers, they were amazing. And I I would recommend reach out to them and say, are there any places that are supporting them. Cause in um, my area, there's this one doctor who had this great program. like a, a day, a day, a daycare, not
0: a daycare, mm-hmm. but like a, a day, yeah, an adult daycare that, kind of thing. That is and, the correct term. I think we're moving away from the name of daycare, but that is the correct term would be adult daycare. Yeah. And, and it was fantastic um, how he, she was too far along
1: though. He, he analyzed her and said, I'm sorry, she's too far along, but it would have been great for her to be able to go and be with other people, because she loved the interaction, so that's so great, too, um, but I didn't know that those existed, so I guess you have to ask the questions, and really reach out, and try to, I think my, my friend always says, you have to circle, you always circle your wagons, Elizabeth, and I do, I get my, I get my women of support that are gonna, I can talk to you, and then I get, but I think it's, it's just, we, we don't realize how many, I think there's five things, like, we have Deal with, right, so right. so you are able to answer those questions and help people. Can you tell me um, your podcast? How long have you been been um, broadcasting your
0: podcast? Yeah, so we started actually recording. I had had the idea to do it probably over a year ago, and I had written down podcasts in my notes, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I sat on it for a while because that can feel overwhelming when you've never done something before. I came from a family. My dad is a documentary filmmaker. I grew up traveling with him Uh while he filmed and recorded interviews. And it felt really like a natural part of my life to be in that space of interacting with people in that way and decided to take the leap started recording our episodes last March. Really good timing, right? We were all home. (laughs) And we launched our first episode in May. So we're coming up on about a year. Yeah. We're coming up on about a year. And really my mentality is that not one person has all the answers. No. We, We don't have all the answers as much as right? We'd like to. And so really, if we can collectively have answers together and share them with people, there's so much beauty in that. We can learn our whole lives and continue to grow and be connected with people. And that's really what it is about for me. So that's the the story behind it. So you're a connector
1: like me, because I love connecting yeah, yeah, yeah. people to resources. And, I and, love and, that. Because okay, so you're right. I think that none of us eat, have all the answers. And right. when we work together in a, in a group where we seek out answers from other people who have gone before us, yeah. we certainly do have an opportunity to learn Yes, and, and yes. show up better. Right, right. Wow.
0: And when we had talked before one of the things I loved about what you're doing is talking to this group of women this age group I feel like it is such a time of transition and reevaluating I'm giving away my age I'm I'm in this age group yeah <laughs> I'm in my 40s and yeah. it really is so much is happening and the idea of how can we reinvent ourselves, have new beginnings, pursue our dreams. I think it's really important work that you're doing. So I applaud you for, for that. Thank
1: you. Thank you. I think that in the first third of life, we kind of get lost in all of it. Mm -hmm. And then in this next third, we're saying, okay, I got to get back to me. But at the same time, show up for everything. That's so important. All the, all the real Mm -hmm. things of life. That's Mm -hmm. are so important. And our parents, um, it's really, uh, I think, so difficult to watch them decline. It's a, a difficult, yeah, day. yeah. So, um, but it's it's a part of life. It's we're all on mm-hmm. the conveyor belt mm-hmm. of life. So, um, you're you have another thing too that you do. You have the we'll gather. Planner, yeah, and so that is something that um, people who are creating activities utilize, right?
0: Correct. Yes, yeah, so we we decided to create a niche day planner for life enrichment and activity directors that work in senior living communities, mm-hmm. and the idea behind that was that I did the job, and most of our day is spent planning life enriching activities for our residents. There's so much planning that's involved in that. And yet there was not a day planner made for them to be able to do their job. (laughs) So this is a physical pen to paper. They're great computer programs that manage and help people with their calendars if people are familiar with, you know, the senior living community inside Scoop. But there's nothing like A day planner where you're writing out all of the behind the scene details that go into all of the balls in the air that we're trying to keep afloat. So that was the idea behind it. And we created that last fall. Proof of Concept came out with a product to see, will this even be adopted? And will people even want to use something like this? Yeah. And the good news is they do. It was, yeah. it was, it went well. And we're really excited to continue just to fine tune that next year and be able to add features and make it even more valuable for them as they're planning all those programs. Wonderful.
1: So, of course I, I I'll probably ask you at some point to to come back on and, and speak from an expert's point of view, maybe with another um, uh, a panel, because I think yeah. that that this is such um, a necessary topic mm-hmm. that I'm sure that my listeners are going, "Oh my gosh, where can I get a hold of her?" So oh, <laughs> you're yeah. trying to put yourself out there, but yes. I do think that um uh, you know the podcast definitely is someplace. The We'll Gather Ooh, podcast basically. is someplace they can listen and get some real resources and answers. And and thank you yes. too for offering to to be of service and and connect with people if they need it. Um, Absolutely. Like I said, there's just so many moving parts to this that it's um, you can't you can't know about it until you've been through it. <laughs> so right. 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 Like you just can't know about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's coming and you're thinking, how am I going to set up all my ducks? Are they going to all, but you can't, I mean, you have to just be in it to understand.
0: Yeah, Yeah. really. And each family and aging journey is so unique. It really is. So it's, yeah, you just got to be in it and we'll figure it out together. Thank you for your kind words. I would love to come back on and support people in that way we are really excited about the future as we grow our community with our podcast and what that looks like next and what happens for our community and the support and resources that we're able to offer we're looking forward to the new year so oh yeah wonderful thank you so much for
1: for joining me today nicole i really enjoyed this conversation with you
0: thank you i did as
1: well Thank you for listening. Links to mine and my guest social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy, are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10-minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the Next community has to offer. All available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or co-worker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.